Warriors, bold, brave, and beautiful, thank you so much for joining us on Women to Warriors podcast. We at Women to Warriors are all about energizing, encouraging, equipping, and empowering you, woman warrior, for your eternal purpose. We really appreciate you supporting Women to Warriors. You can also check out our website at women2warriors.com. Thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family. Stay fierce. Well, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to a daily dose of encouragement. And I see that my words are backwards. Okay, can you see this right? Hopefully y'all see it right. But I'm wearing a t-shirt that says pray on it. I got this at a women's conference last year. And so, pretty neat. But anyway, I wanted to share with you some really good good stuff this morning that God is sharing with me. And um, I'm reading about Saul. So this is the first Saul. This is the Saul that was um, under the prophetic influence of Samuel. And Samuel is definitely one of my favorite prophets because he oh, he had to have so many cool men under him that he got to lead. And David was one of them. And he's definitely one of my favorite biblical characters. David is a fierce warrior. So I really appreciate him. But so I'm reading about Saul. And I wanted to share with you some of these things that uh, God has brought awareness to me. And so I wanted to share with you as well. So let me put my glasses on here. So good morning, good morning, good morning, Elizabeth. How are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a long time, but good morning, good morning, beautiful, bold, brave, beautiful warrior. Um, all right, so we're talking about Saul. So Samuel was a prophet, and so he was anointed by God to um, walk with people in life, especially leadership and lead prophetically um, for them. So when he grew old, though, he had sons that he thought were going to obviously take over his reign and, and, and move on as, as a prophet. But his sons did not follow his ways. They turned aside from dishonest gains and accepted bribes and perverted justice. Now I'm reading in the first, um, in first Samuel eight, chapter eight, and this is where Saul becomes the king of Israel. And the people, they kept saying, we want a king to lead us because they were saying, we want a king to lead us because your sons have become a corrupt. And as a prophet, and as even a parent, I'm thinking of this, like if your children are estranged from you, or you raise them up in godly ways, but now they're adults, and guess what? They have free will. They're going to go on and lead however they want to lead in life now. So we aren't responsible for that. What we can be responsible for is praying for our children, um, and what they do in their adult life is their free will, right? So we can't put that blame in, um, on ourselves. And so make, make sure that you remind yourself of that when you have grown children that are not following God. We can't control them any longer, um, and, and control, I'm not saying like control, I'm just saying that we're not that influence in their life like that. I mean, I'm hoping we're their influence, but in a different way. So we just don't blame yourself. It's a little snippet for that, because Samuel definitely, I'm sure, felt that, oh, that, oh, heart wrench when he knew his kids were going, or his young, you know, his adult men, sons were going in different directions and, and so forth. So sometimes I even, as a mom, take that on for myself. So... Why did Israel want a king? Okay, because obviously the, the Samuel's sons were corrupt. Well, for different reasons. They were not fit to lead Israel, his, his sons. Then there were 12 tribes of Israel continually having problems working together. Each tribe had its own leader and territory. And they were thinking that a king would unite the tribes into one nation and one army. 
Doesn't that sound familiar for today? Then the third reason is the people wanted to be like the neighboring nations. And that's exactly what God didn't want. God was their king. God was the one that was leading them all the time. So having a kid with king would make it easy to forget about God. And then the Israelites, that's their main leader, right? So they were, um, and that's who was governing. God was governing them and helping them keep, remind them of their covenant law. So for Israel to want a king, it's not that it was all bad because God, you know, kind of mentioned it in Deuteronomy 17, um, but the people were rejecting God as their leader. And that's what's bad. So we have to always remember that, that God is our first and almighty reign. He is our number one authority above everything else. And so the umbrella falls from there. Okay. And so thinking that they wanted this new system of government, they wanted this new king thinking, oh, it's all going to be better when this happens. Well, guess what? You know, find on because we're going to read on. So he, they, um, so guess what? Samuel was like hearing this all the time. And so he's like, okay, first. We're going to first pray about this. So we always do. We always go to God first in prayer. And he prayed. And the Lord ended up telling him, listen to all that the people are saying to you. It's not that they've re that they, you that they've rejected because Samuel took it upon himself. He's like, they've rejected me. They're rejecting my sons. What's up with this? He's the prophet. Remember, he said, God said, but they've rejected me as their king. And so this is really powerful. And so he reads this, or I'm sorry, he doesn't read it, but the Lord tells Samuel, um, all the words that he wants the, him to repeat to the people. And this is what this is what I'm going to read to you from. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking for a king. He said, this is what the king who will reign over you will claim as his right. So he's saying, okay, if they want a king, this is what, this is the stipulations. This is what what's going to happen, okay? They're going to give up their freedom. Let me tell you, that's why I'm going to give you a nutshell of this. All right, so he said, this is what the king will do. He will reign over you and will claim as his rights. He will take your sons and make them serve for his chariots and horses, and they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties, and others to plow his ground and reap his harvest, and still others to make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grains and your vintage of your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants. Your male and female servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys he will take for his own use. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his slaves. When the, that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you've chosen, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. And guess what? The people refused to listen to Samuel. They wanted a king, even though they heard what Samuel had said. Did they really even listen? I don't think they listened because if I would have heard that, I was like, no, no, no. I don't want to be a slave to all of that. They didn't listen. They still wanted to have a king no matter what. So the problems that they warned with Samuel were drafting young men into the army, making these young men run in front of the chariots. They're forcing slave labor. They're taking the best of their fields and vineyards. They're using their property for their own personal gain. And they're demanding a tenth of their harvest and flocks. Wow. So they wanted to have this, they wanted a unified um, faith, not a unified, um, they didn't want a unified faith. They wanted a uniform rule instead of having this unified faith, which is what we really need to have. So when the Israelites did submit to God's leadership, guess what? They were thriving. They were doing amazingly. But when they didn't, they weren't 
they weren't doing so well because they were like listening and, and, and doing things on their own at their own control. It wasn't like God's control. And our obedience is like that too. It's very weak. And God is, you know, when we ask God, we have to ask God to lead us through our families and our businesses and our personal lives. But when we don't, guess what? We're going to be living for the world standards and values. And faith is in God's leadership. And that's why we have to make sure it's in every aspect of our life. And then Samuel, he carefully explained all these negative consequences of having a king. But those Israelites, they refused to listen again. Does this sound familiar? This is us, okay? We're always refusing to listen to the obedience God has for us. So any kind of decisions that you need to make, any important decisions in your life, I always believe we should weigh them. What's the pros and what's the cons, right? And weigh them carefully and consider them carefully and pray about them, number one, first, once you lay them out. Because we can be affected by our choices. And if we want something badly enough, sometimes we're really blinded by the potential consequences of what could happen. And so we just want to make sure that we would weigh everything positives negatives and always weigh it upon god's word what does he have for us because it's better that god leads it with us instead of us fixing the big mess later right so the israelites motive in asking for a king was to be like the nations around them do you want to be like everybody around you nah you don't you really don't we have to have our own values and actions that lick that god um, that is God that, that are God reigned right and his actions and values back then obviously for Samuel it was overwhelming for his sons they couldn't follow it and so the, our actions and values we can choose to follow because it's in our attitudes it's in our behavior making sure that even people surrounding us the people in our lives even the people we think are heroes in our lives they might not be heroes because they're not pulling the weight of what God really says for us and acting in the obedience that God really has so leading in that in that um, spiritual behavior, leading in that by following his word, having the disciplines through spirit, heart, mind, and body warriors is so important. And we're not perfect at it every day. I know that. So that's why we need to repent and move on and keep perfecting ourselves to what God has for us one day. As we live here on earth, why can't we live the same as if we're going to live in heaven? Be praising, be celebrating the Lord, being thankful and joyful for all he's done and given us. All right, warriors, well, if we want to live in Slatum, we can, but I don't want to live like this, so I'm choosing not to. And I just wanted to encourage you all to, as we read today through 1 Samuel chapter 8, read through it too. Don't just get it from me. Read through it and let's see what how God can move you in this and through the Holy Spirit of his word and what he's really telling you. All right, well, that's your daily encouragement today, warriors. Bold, brave, and beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so thankful. And um, we're in a new camp spot this week. We're at a week um, in a different location. We're like in 70-degree weather, so it's a little chilly. We're going to go on a, um, a river ride today, and I'm super excited about that on a canoe or a kayak with our dogs. And we're uh, traveling up here for a week. I'm going to do some fitness camps as well as some good Bible studying here. Um, Doug and I are going to do some couple studies while we're here up at this camp. So we're super excited about that. So keep us in prayer, E-R, and I will keep you in prayer too. All right, stay fierce, bold, brave, and beautiful warriors.